Let me see here, people. Let's see what we got before we start. All right. We're about to get into this. Everybody strapped in. Everybody ready to go? Because we're about to do it. Now, before we start, now we are talking about this new Candyman movie right here. And in this Candyman 2021, uh, he actually hands out candy to people, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know, for once, he lives up to his name. <laughs> As before, I was like, okay, where's the candy part? Yeah, I, yeah I, 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 I didn't want to say it, but I was always thinking that myself. <laughs> I just didn't want to sound crazy. But, yeah, he likes to give candy to people this time around before he kills them. Sure. Actually, a nice gesture Yeah. before murdering somebody. And he kills a lot of people. Boy, that's a lot of candy then. <laughs> you gotta wonder where he got it, where he gets all that candy from. I mean he got it. I know he's a I know he's a black murdering ghost, but he's gotta get the, <laughs> he, he gotta get that candy from somewhere, well, come right? On, he can pop up in mirrors. I seem like getting candy would be an easy feat. Well, you know what? <laughs> it's just become a lot easier because I'm sure he probably gets his candy online <laughs> in bulk. <laughs> he probably shops online. He can't look, he can't walk up in Costco <laughs> like everybody else. Well, you know, you buy, yeah, you get a bunch of candy for the kids and then they hardly come by at, at Halloween. So you're like, well, I got all this left over. I guess I might as well kill some people and give it away. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. Man can't walk up in Walmart and Costco like you can. You know, you know, ghost covered in blood, <laughs> big ass pimp coat on a hook. Walmart, you can. Yeah, no, that's every night at Walmart. Yeah. yeah, that's why they're not 24 hours no more. <laughs> so he's probably buying his candy on bulk. Are in bulk online, and I'm gonna save him some money right now. You know, that's the thing. Maybe somebody just needs to show him a kindness. I'm about to do that. Maybe he needs to get on honey. How appropriate for Candyman. I know the man I, covered I, in bees. I that too. He's <laughs> doing that for honey. Yeah. We were talking about Candyman. Yeah, that man would like to put them bees on people. What a perfect thing for him to go to honey over here. <laughs> and y'all know, y'all probably want to know what honey is. Uh, honey is where it's for those people who like to shop online. Now, I like to shop online. I'm not like Martin who loves to go out shopping all the time. I'm a busy man. I don't like to go out there and mingle with people. I, I do both. You do a little, a little bit of both. And people, of course, are shopping online today because, you know, it's kind of crazy out there. The uh, only thing about me shopping online is that I see all these these little these little boxes for coupon codes. I ain't never had a coupon code in my life. <laughs> I don't even know what that box I didn't know what that box was for until Honey came along. And now... I can be just like the rest of the world. Have myself a coupon code, put it in there, and save some money on some items I want to get. Getting them savings. Getting them savings, man. I might be saving some lives right now. Candyman be like, well, damn, that's all I needed was some... <laughs> I need a coupon code. I can stop killing people now. Uh, now, how this works is you go to your favorite website that you like to buy stuff from. Now, this is the Honey website right here, but just... Act like it's one of your favorite websites out there. And the way it works is you go there and you're getting ready to buy something. And once you get Honey installed on your browser, as you're about to go check out, there'll be a little tab that shows up. And then you pull it open and it says, hey, you know what? If you use this coupon code, you can save this much on this item right here. And you just install that, click it, and watch the prices drop yeah. that dog is like damn <laughs> it's okay baby it's just good savings that's all <laughs> <laughs> now i think i mentioned this to you before but full disclosure because i haven't bought a whole lot of stuff but i am starting to buy some stuff right now getting ready for a new york show mm -hmm. so full disclosure i really haven't bought anything yet but the cool thing about honey is that even if you haven't 
found a deal yet, uh, as you're about to go buy something, honey will pop up and say, ah, wait, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. These fools, man, they charging you too much. I done seen what they were doing. I saw what it was before. Man, they trying to pull one over on you. See, like right here, I was about to buy some HDMI cords, and it told me that, hey, look, let us let you know when the price drops on that, drop list it, and we'll get in touch whenever you can get this at 5%, 10%, 15% lower. And I want to pass those savings on to you, just as I'm about to get those savings myself. So what I want you to do is I want you to go to joinhoney.com forward slash toasted. Again, that is joinhoney.com forward slash toasted. Save yourself some money while also supporting us and letting them know that Double Toasted sent you when you do it. Once again, this review that we're about to do has been sponsored and approved by Honey. And as always, I thank them and thank you for the support. And now let's go ahead and get into... See what we got here. Let's go ahead and get into this review that we're about to do. As I said, candy man out there putting them bees on people. Again. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's back, people. It's been a long time since that first candy man, almost 30 years, right? Yeah. It's hard to believe that. Yes. I, that's because I just saw it a couple days ago. I know. <laughs> same here, man. I hadn't seen that since almost 30 years ago. Wow. But now it's time to teach a new generation of kids to be afraid of bathroom mirrors. <laughs> like we were. Motherfuckers was too scared to look at themselves when they went to the bathroom. Because they scared that candy man, man was going to be waiting on them. scared. Just, just say it. I, I could say it. I just don't want to. Yeah. That's me. I don't want to. Because I'm scared. <laughs> Movie didn't even scare me. But I don't ever go to that bathroom. Shit, I don't even bring candy into the bathroom. <laughs> Ain't going to get me. How you doing, Danielle? I'm good. How are you? You ever seen Candyman before? I don't think so. Well, you know what? Yeah, you'd know. Didn't he used to put razors in the candy? No, the that's the new Candyman. Candy oh, but we'll explain okay. this to you. We'll explain this to you right now, uh, right here and right now. Uh, listen, we all know the story of the Candyman. You know, you go to the bathroom, say his name five times, then a big Negro in a pimp coat comes out <laughs> and a pimp, pimp slaps you in the worst way possible. Jeez. You ever, you ever pimp slap with a hook? Say his name five times. You'll find out. And no, I don't need your money. <laughs> I got your money, man. I didn't ask you for that shit. <laughs> you called me here. Yeah. I was at home taking a bath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it turns out with this new Candyman, Candyman 2021, turns out that there is a lot more to the legend, the myth of the man, Candyman, that is, than we knew before. The legacy. The legacy. This movie here seeks to expand on what we thought we knew about old Candyman. But sometimes they say, hey, man, you know, telling people too much takes the effect away. They can. You know, keep a mystery out there. You keep things, you keep things scary or spookier. So, and we always see that when we do more sequels. This is a direct sequel to Candyman 1992. And, hey... Is learning about Candyman making him even more threatening, more scary? Or are they starting to tell too much where it's taken away from the effect of the story? Let's go ahead and see the trailer for Candyman 2021. And we'll be back. You saw this, right? I did. Yes, he did. You did not. So we're going to tell you about this right after this. This is where it all began. 
They stole your candy, man. Local character, he walk around handing out candy to the neighborhood kids. One day, a couple of kids get razor blades in their candy. Police come around. That's when I saw the true face of fear. Get on your knees. Hands, hands, hands. They beat him. I like the way they tell the man with a hook, hands. <laughs> Maybe you said hand. <laughs> Could respond a little bit better. Right there on the spot. A couple weeks later, more razor blades and more candy. He's been innocent. So he's real? Candyman ain't a he. Candyman's the whole damn hive. If you're out here looking for Candyman, you ask me. Stay away. I feel really connected to this story. God. Right here in this neighborhood, the legend started. Uh huh. And the legend is if we say his name five times while looking in the mirror, we could summon him. Summon the Candyman. Hell no. Candyman. Anthony, no. Candyman. Stop! I don't want to get creeped out in my new apartment before bed. Can't, can't. Black people don't need to be summoning. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if, if nothing else about this movie, man, if you don't like anything else about that, that's some good-ass advice. <laughs> if you don't listen to nothing else about this movie, you don't like nothing about this movie, listen to that shit. Black people don't need to be summoning. And what you didn't listen to is the rest of it. Don't need to be summoning shit. shit yeah. I dare you. Don't say that. Say his name. Candyman. You better not do that last one. Candyman. Candyman. You want to be a part of the story, right? No. Say his name. Candyman. Anthony? Anthony. Anthony. Are you okay? Anthony. Oh. What the hell is going on? <laughs> Like he, he didn't remember his name. He was like, mm, Anthony. Anthony. <laughs> That's not even in the movie. <laughs> I know. I was waiting on that. Man. You it know wasn't? What? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not. You know what? Because I'm, I'm, look, I'm sorry, y'all, but I know I'm supposed to be watching the movie for Candyman and for, for story, but uh -huh. the part I was looking for most in the movie was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is driving this Negro crazy? No. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck did Candyman tell you? <laughs> and the curly from the three yeah. stooges. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that hook went all up in his ass. <laughs> what the hell is going on? This neighborhood is haunted. I think I made a mistake. I brought him back. Candyman isn't real. He told me he has purpose for you. New to the neighborhood. <laughs> you should say it. Candyman. Say his name. Candyman! So, when you talk about this, you got to talk about the first Candyman. And I am going to talk about the first Candyman because I just saw it again last week, a few mm -hmm. days ago, and I hadn't seen it since it first came out in 1992. That's a long-ass time, so it was like watching it fresh again. Sure. I, for, I, I, I had forgotten so much. Now, I did admire it. I, you know, I still didn't love it, like a lot of people, but I really, really do like the movie, and I admire it for a lot. And the first Candyman, 
it's about not being able to ignore communities that are ignored, like the, the black communities more specifically, black communities that are ignored due to things like income inequality, segregation by poverty lines. Where did I get it ain't safe around here. I don't scare too easy. Don't know about Ruthie Jean. They ain't never gonna catch him. Who? Candyman. Now, this new one, while the old one had an agenda, we're gonna talk about poverty and the neglect and ignoring of black communities in this movie is like, nah, man, that's cool, but I'm bringing up all this old shit. I'm bringing up everything. I'm bringing up all, I'm, I'm bringing, I'm, I'm, I'm counting cases on all the shit that America has done. This, this is the one where this movie here, it says, man, we are going to tackle all of America's history of racial injustice from gentrification to police, to, to police brutality, to appropriation, you know the usual hits. Sure. And I admire that. And just like the first movie, I, I admire what it's trying to do. But I will say that this movie, what I think the first movie does a little bit better than this one, is that this movie, and you don't even have to compare it to the first film, just as a movie on its own, I think it's just a little bit slow to start, and that's for many reasons. Now, I don't know how you felt, felt about this, because you might, there's some people who will probably think like, hey, it's kicking off in the right way, in the, in the way it should. But uh, I think that there are many reasons why this is slow to start, and one is that they take their time setting up characters. And they say, well, you know, you always talking about, you want to see a movie for characters. That should be a good thing. And yeah, I, I, I don't mind it so much here, but because it's not like they really ignore Candyman in this, but it's almost like the movie starts out to say they want to set up these characters because, it, you know, it's a very socially conscious film. And it's almost like they set up the movie to, to be like, now we want to show y'all that these are some fine, upstanding black people right here. <laughs> these, are some, these are some good black folks right here. These are, in this movie, these are, these are literally bougie black people, man. Nah, I was going to use that these word. Are, these mean? are straight up bougie black people. I mean, because what they do in this movie is, I mean, they work straight up with the bourgeois art community. Yes. He is an artist, not like a graffiti artist, not like a graphic designer who goes to a job and makes money. He is one of those fine artists who does paintings that you go see and don't understand. Yeah, exactly. And, and the you'd one, have to, and you have to pay twenty thousand dollars for him. The one that you stand in front of and act like you you know what it's doing. Yeah. Hmm. And you use words like interpretation. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's transformative. Yeah. Yes, yeah, a reflective interpretation of the problems of society, mm. and then you go get some wine and get drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah you, you, go, you go to the you, cocktail yeah. bar. You, you heavily tip the bartender because they're gonna hook you up. Stop line. Your ass ain't there to buy no art. You don't fucking understand the art. You there because somebody told you there's gonna be some free alcohol uh -huh. up there. It's mostly wine. And they have, this is, these are some straight up bougie ass Negroes in here. And I'm not even saying that in a bad way, but they it's are just straight. bougie people they, all around. They are in the, and yes, I know what the word is, and they are in the bourgeois. They work with the bourgeois art community. And they, and, and, and it's so funny too, because in the movie to show you just how bougie they are, they don't, 
they they don't just ask for wine. <laughs> you know what Cuz they hey look, there's a lot they don't drink nothing but wine in this movie. Mm-hmm. They, they I didn't see no other alcohol in there. I didn't see no bourbon, I didn't see no vodka up in there. No beer. All them drink no not, not even a beer. Not even a craft beer. Yeah. Not even a hit a black hipster <laughs> craft beer. They drinking wine and don't ask for wine. They ask for things like, is there any more rosé? Uh, you don't want the Moscato? Moscato. <laughs> right. They're like, damn, big, just get the fucking box wine. It's back there. Friends, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shit, your girl, uh, your girl, uh, uh, Tayona Paris in here, she on the phone speaking, speaking French to her, mm-hmm. art, to her art dealers and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, but they, they, yeah, they want to let you know that these are upscale black people. These are anywhere, will have you want to put it, upscale, upstanding, uppity black people. That's what the and I don't have a problem with that because I, I like that they're doing that because y'all thinking I'm making fun of it to to because I, because what it ain't real, it ain't it ain't true. It's like no, nah. it's completely true. As a matter of fact, it doesn't get enough representation, which is why a lot of people think it's not real. Exactly, nah, man, I. Uh, I actually appreciate that about this film, man. You know, uh, given that the history, so you know, the, I mean, the history of black people and horror, horror is something that we have pretty much helped to, 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 to build up to what it is today. A group of people have, who have led for that genre to be as successful as it is, you know, we, were, we are a huge part of that. You know, given the history of black people in horror being victims, being, you know, comedy relief, being background, mm-hmm. being sidekicks, you know, that's where the old joke of, you know, the black man is the first one to go in a horror movie, even if that horror movie is Jurassic Park that kids right, can even right. go first, see. First one to die. First, before the, before the Jurassic Park <laughs> even came up, that, that dinosaur ate that afro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not the afro. I, I the so, afro. I was so mad sitting there. <laughs> I had the afternoon off. I bought my ticket, my popcorn. I'm sitting there ready to watch this movie. And I was like, damn, they kill a nigga before the credits even roll. Before the credits even roll. The last wow. thing you saw was a claw come out and grab that afro and pull that man in. But then, then Jurassic yeah, Park. Yeah, oh, fuck title. you. <laughs> Tell you what, I ain't never get my money Jurassic Park. Set the tone, thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, man. Well, now that we got his black ass out the way, we can get the movie started. But that's what it is. We've always been, we've always been victims, background character stereotypes, coonery comic relief and you know this movie is just another trend and I'm talking about I'm talking about uh, uh, Candyman 2021 this is just a, this, is a, this is a movie and just another trend of black people taking ownership in horror like I said a genre where we've given a big hand in making it successful you know and it's not just taking ownership of our own narratives which is what this is uh, it's also pretty much coming in and demanding respect. Outside of the horror genre here, it's just saying, wow, okay, it's about time we start looking at black people as, you know what, not just, not just artists, but uh, are, are not, not hip-hop artists. Mm-hmm. As you say, not graffiti artists, mm-hmm. not athletes, not comedians, but just people, man. Yeah. So while, they, while you might say they're bougie black people, uh, actually, that's pretty normal, man. Yeah, it is. I've known more bougie black people than I, and I've known everybody. I've known, I've known fucking gangsters to fucking rich black kids, but uh, you just don't get this kind of representation in movies a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only, you know, 
And like I said, it's very cool to see black people be black people. Not talking slang, but still being cool. You know, not, you know, being professionals and not the professionals that make money through the normal means that we see. Mm-hmm. Or what we expect them to do. Comedy and sports and, and rapping. And maybe every now and then you unbutton your shirt and do some R&B. <laughs> <laughs> they, oh, yeah, okay. There's usually some rapping going on. Like <laughs> Only reason why I brought that up is because I think that they're trying a little bit too hard to put that out there. And I think it slows the movie down. It's like, you know what? We can do this while keeping the story going along. But I'm glad to see it. I'm not, it's not like I'm disappointed. I'm very no, happy no, to see that, it. No, that, that didn't bother me. And I don't mind having plenty of character set up. I think if you do a lot of character set up, um, it pays off later when things yeah. start going left. Like when somebody's <laughs> distressed or someone else is getting killed. You actually, you know, you have a, an emotional attachment to it. Well, you know, I'll I, I tell you why. I, I uh, but I can't say I was 100% on board with it for a different reason. Yeah, well, I, t- I, t- I tell you why I don't think it worked that well with setting up all the characters because so much of this is is in the uh, is in the art world setting, and it spends a lot of time talking art. I'm not even talking about setting up these characters as being upstanding people, upstanding black people. It spends a lot of time talking art with characters that I really don't care about or I can't stand. These pretentious art people type. Like, every person in this movie, like, I, I couldn't wait for Candyman to come in and kill these motherfuckers, man. <laughs> well, what's your beef? Well, the, the reason why is because I don't think that they're stereotypes. They're all the, all of these are the, the pretentious art people that you expect them to be. And I couldn't, I, I was like, I couldn't wait for Candyman to come in and kill these motherfuckers, man. Just you know, make splash the whole gallery with their blood, man, and make a sculpture out of their limbs. Oh my because God. Well, well, I'll tell you why. Because you know, they're, they're there to be either they don't lend anything to the story at all, or they're there to be those those snobbish art types. You know, the art critic who will talk. Ooh, this woman right here, Rebecca Spence. The, they're the artists who came. You know, they look at your art and dare the artist to come over so they can talk shit to your face about it. You know, I looked at that and I'm like, all right, you know what? That's not so, that's not so bad. But if they weren't stereotypes that we expect them to be, that would be better. I was like, actually, it's even kind of funny. Uh, what's his name? Yaya uh, Abdul Mateen. Yaya Abdul Mateen. He plays Anthony, <coughs> who is exploring the legend of the Candyman. He's an artist, and he decides to go in and tackle uh, social issues by doing art based on the Candyman, based on the story that we know about it, about the white woman that went in and asked too many questions about this and ended up snapping and possibly maybe being responsible for killing some people, including a baby, or trying to kill a baby. Uh, so his art is based on that. And he does a gallery show, and I love the way this art critic comes in and just to his face just spouts out all the art jargon, which is negative. And he even looks at her like, damn, bitch, you saying this right in front of me? Hey, she was just looking at the piece. He came over like, so what do you think? Yeah. Like, okay. okay, brother, you ass. This yeah. What happens well, is on you. <laughs> good thing I had some drinks in me because you suck. <laughs> but, you know, uh, what this reminded me of, and this is where I think that this might be a little tricky for some people out here. Uh, this reminded me of... Uh, of another movie that's out there. Let me see if I can find this here. The one with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah this I, I re- thought about that, too. Yeah, this, it's, uh, 
it's almost like a little bit of a slower version of this movie you might remember on Netflix. Uh, it was called Velvet Buzzsaw. I'm quite curious to know what you think. I think sober hasn't been good for him. Pierce was in the full bloom of alcoholism here. Exactly. Never should have quit drinking. And, you know, this is, uh, this is something where I'm very curious about how this is going to play with mainstream audiences, being that it reminds me of that movie. Uh, and it also has all these art types talking about, the, you know, talking in the movie and taking up a lot of time in the beginning because it is a very, very, uh, it has almost like an art house feel to it in a way, or a very indie feel to it. But anyway, you're about to say something. Uh, yeah, what I was going to say is that uh, as much as I like having a lot of characters set up, I thought that for all their talk and all they were doing, the characters are all kind of thin. Like, even our main characters don't have the, the, the way they are. They kind of say everything that's on their mind. Uh, but when it came, especially when it came to the art world people, everybody in that. It reminded me of that, that Velvet Buzzsaw, which that movie is kind of a parody of those people. Yeah. And watching yeah. this, I was like, this is so cliche, it's bordering on parody. Matter of fact, some of it is comedy. I'm not sure if they want us to laugh at this or they're trying to make us angry at these people. Yeah. And especially with that, that critic where, you know, she comes off as being extra mean to him. The, the, the thing that, that, that struck me was that all the stuff she said to him about his art was true. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like looking like as much as he, he got bullied into like, I got to find a new thing. And he becomes the, the, uh, uh, the appropriator of, of something from the past. I was like, when he shows what he did with it, I was like, Bro, that sucks. <laughs> like, you just threw that shit together. Yeah, that's what so, she said. <laughs> yeah, so she called him out on him. He's like, man, I was like, don't. Yeah, <laughs> Try well, that's, harder. you know what? That's another thing with the with the uh, with the art people in here. I just don't think they work. Well, you said it. I just don't think they work at characters. And one of the things that they did here in the movie is that they they do try to use them in some parts for comedic uh, effect. And that comedy does not work. Mm -mm. It's a, it, when those characters come in, it's like watching two different movies. Yeah. There's one where you got this movie where it's taking these, and what, and I think what it is too. Again, they're taking the black characters a little bit more seriously. And when you are laughing at them, you're laughing at them saying natural things. They got some art critics coming in. They got some art curators coming in, and they are doing actual, you know, comedy. They're doing funny lines. They're saying things for a laugh. You know, they're saying things the victim says before they die. Yeah. You know, they almost do slasher things where. And this is what got me like, damn, do we really need to bring this into this movie? Like, these are not teenagers. These are pretentious ass, they're pretentious, fucked up and selfish and annoying ass art people, but they're still adults. They do this whole thing where, oh, you about to have sex, you got to die. <laughs> and it's like, okay, we ain't at fucking Camp Crystal Lake and shit, all right? We, we don't have to do that. Plus, they, they, they almost crowbar in people saying Candyman five times. Yeah. It's like, there's really no reason for you to do yeah. this other than, oh, we just want to have a cool scene right here. Yeah. And I'm not saying this because I'm, and maybe I'm just seeing this. I'm not even trying to like go against what the movie's trying to achieve. But it does seem like let's set up the black characters to be a little more serious, a little more natural. Let's set up the white characters to be either uh, either somewhat uh, villain. Villains might be the the wrong word, but definitely the people that you don't like. Are mm -hmm. uh, let's set them up as the people who die. Yeah. Let's set them up yeah. at the, as as the buffoons you laugh yeah. at. Yeah. You know, it's kind of it was very clear along those lines, and that brings me to my third point of why I feel like this is kind of slowed down in the beginning. Uh, I feel like they try to set up, not set up. They actually stop the movie to talk about the social issues here. They do. Yeah, you know, there's. Instead of working those social issues into a natural flow of the film, it seems like they're explaining instead of telling the story. 
this is the this is that kind of movie, and I don't always catch it, but my daughter is is quick to catch it. Yeah, this is a movie about black people made for white people, because they explain and over explain stuff that we all know and have grown up with and don't need to be told again. We black explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. That's it, it, and it does that a lot. And I'm gonna tell you. And it's because the movie just stops to talk to black people. I mean, I'm sorry, stop. Well, yeah, it stops to talk to black people to tell us what we know, and it stops to kind of black explain to white people. I don't have a problem with putting those issues out there. I don't have a problem explaining it, but if you're making a movie, make it feel like it's a flowing part of the story. because here it feels like again they're just they're just stopping to explain these to you instead of making it something that they should be showing you. Uh, you know, it's, I don't think it's done a lot, but when it's done, you can feel it. And yeah, it'll. And not that I'm making not hey, look, I ain't making no argument for or against this, but it will probably piss some white people off. You know, for those of you that are already feeling bad <laughs> because of stuff, you know. <laughs> For things you ain't, for things that nobody's blaming you for individually, but you read the news and like, oh, those black people are making me feel crummy today again. Uh, this ain't gonna make you feel no better. Too bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, look, I'm just warning you because the movie, you know, there's there's a couple times the movie they say the shit that white people do, <laughs> and they say that. <laughs> I like that. I love that. Well, I'm... I don't mind it actually. I don't. I don't believe in letting somebody off the hook. I don't believe in going soft on people, but this is a movie. And less, I think it could just be done with a little more craft. A little more finesse. Yo, what, you, yeah. that, that, that's actually the word. Because yeah. it's like, hey, man, I, I'm all behind your intention. I, I, I like that you want to bring up this stuff that doesn't get brought up a lot and, and say it. But there's not a lot of finesse. There's a lot of just not being subtle and repeating. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they tell you Candyman's origin three times. Yeah, man. Uh, listen, I'm going to tell you, I don't care. People should hear this. But sometimes when you throw that shit at people, it defeats the purpose. If you hit somebody and, and you know, or if you throw it at them or you force it at somebody, you know why? That's why a lot of people looked at Get Out. I hate to keep going to the old example, but a lot of people looked at Get Out and they didn't mind coming out saying, you know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe white people are kind of shitty sometimes. Not all white people, of course, but this one right here. If you stop to <laughs> lecture somebody, even if it's small, uh, that's not going to work that well. And so because I want that message to work, I want it to succeed. Uh, I, you know, I'd rather somebody kind of subtly <laughs> craft that into their script, make it flow with the story. If you entertain people, this is a horror movie, y'all. This ain't no fucking documentary. This is not. This is not a. This yeah, is not let a them lecture. connect the dots themselves. Yeah, this is not a lecture. This is not a. Le- this is not a school lesson. It's, it's not, a, not yeah. your thesis. Yeah. So just slide it in there and let it sink in. And don't. I ain't saying be so subtle that people gotta guess and decipher it. Tell people straightforward. But. It's just a better way to do it. I think they did here a little bit. Uh, I tell you what really works well. Uh, I thought is the director, man. This girl here, Nia DaCosta. Nia DaCosta, man, brilliant director, brilliant director. She's if you ask me, she's gonna be doing the next Captain Marvel movie, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to see what she does with that because she's what makes her brilliant to me is that she has a very visual approach to her direction. Uh, you know, we always talk about those directors where when they go in and direct, they treat, they try to treat every part of the film like it's a piece of art. You know, you can see it in the cinematography. Uh, the lighting is great in this. Uh, it's a little, it's probably a little soft for a horror movie, but it works to make the supernatural feel a little more real, make it feel a little more tangible, I thought. Uh, the compositions of some of these shots, 
You know, I've used this analogy before, too. It's like looking at photos. Yeah, yeah, the compositions are fantastic. The compositions in this are amazing. They're like looking at photos, and she makes sure that you look at them like a photo. <laughs> she stops for a little while, and she takes, on some of her shots, she takes her time. And I love that, man. You know, I don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Uh, you know, the, the, the choice to go in and, uh, and narrate this with, uh, with shadow puppets. Please come around. That's when I saw the true face of fear. Get on your knees. You know, I, I thought that that was uh, that that shows some real artistry here. Doing that, it's very it's, you know because what they did was a very nice way. Because I understand, I get it, man. I always talk about exposition, but people are like, God damn, man, I only have an hour and a half. <laughs> you know what you want me to do? <laughs> I gotta tell something. I mean, I can't make no three-hour movie explaining everything. So this is a great way to get around tired exposition because that's what it is it's exposition but i feel like if you're gonna do exposition let's try to get more creative with it today and this did sure that. sure that i forgot the the artist who does the shadow puppet she was already kind of doing stuff like that and they decided to incorporate her work into the movie um and and it's funny because narratively you don't really need that uh popping in like there's no explanation yeah. really for why it's always there but it is a cool thing. It's it's probably the, the creepier part of the movie. It's, and, and as a matter of fact, it's it's one of the reasons where if you see this movie, you you will stick around for the credits at the end because oh. th that's oh, all. Yeah. It, it, it tells more of the story just with those puppets. Well, I understand why they kept doing it because they first they set up why it's there. You can see the movie why they say this is why it is, and then after they <clears> did that. It, it, since you already know that that's a part of the story, they just used it to tell parts of the story. Mm -hmm. They just incorporated it in and made it part of a, a part of the film. Hey, it's better than just watching somebody look in the camera and talk. Oh yeah, for all that time. Somebody had you know they having a beer and they're like, "Have you ever heard about?" It's like, "Oh man, I'm just having a beer." <laughs> shit. You know, I don't can can I, don't I just finish this? Yeah, can you can you make some shadow puppets or something? To do this shit with. <laughs> Every time we go have a beer, you explain this some shit. <laughs> Backstory about something I don't care about. Uh, now I did think that the I did like the main characters uh, you know uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen the second uh, I like him because he, this is probably one of his most downplayed performances I've, that I've seen maybe I haven't seen everything no no it, I would say it definitely is his most downplayed performance yeah he you know what he reminded me of of people that I've hung out with. He was my, he reminded me of relatives because he seemed so real in the movie, man. You know, he's, he, he, since he downplayed it so much. I mean, listen, up until, you know, the Negro starts losing his shit. Candyman isn't real. I saw him. Candyman isn't real, Anthony. You know, you know what is real? <laughs> Me, Anthony. Yeah, you might want to leave. Yeah, you know, he, he is slowly keep walking, <laughs> in, he's the walking towards you. Yeah. This, this is a real. You don't understand. Okay, I, I, I will show you that. Okay, Candyman. No. Candyman. A lot of black people gonna be doing this. <laughs> Girl, quit playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girlie's on that shit. <laughs> Get out of there. Uh, speaking of talking about quit playing, Tiona Harris, man. I mean, Tiona Paris. She, she's a uh, look. I'll tell you, man. She doesn't really get a lot to do except react to him. 
sometimes not fast enough. But there are moments when they are together and they have good couple moments, man. Because, again, just like with his performance, it reminds me of a real couple. It reminds me yes, of people yes, that I've seen. In the beginning, yes. Candyman. Anthony. Candyman. Anthony, no. Candyman. Stop. Stop it. Candyman. Stop it. Okay. You better not do okay, that. Okay, okay, okay. Candyman. <laughs> Anybody who's ever had a black girlfriend, they all you've heard that once. Quit playing. Sure. <laughs> uh, you play too much. Yeah, yeah. Black black people don't like to play. No, they don't know. Quit playing. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you ain't playing. When you say that. Now, Wanda Sykes did a whole thing on that. And it was like, wow. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, just in case you think I'm stealing material, I never I yeah, never saw yeah, that. Yeah. I never heard it. Yeah. People don't, they don't play with these jokes <laughs> yeah, today. It's true. Uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I have a lot of favorite actors today. You know that. I, I, every time I'm bringing up somebody, I say they're my favorite actors. Uh, Yaya uh, Abdul-Manteen is becoming one of them. Mm -hmm. I really love him. And y'all know I'm in love with Domingo Coleman, man. Coleman Domingo. Col hey, we Coleman's got to stick together so much I can't get his name right. He doesn't even spell it the same way you do. I think I actually, uh, how's he spell it? C-O-L-M-A-N. Oh, fuck him. <laughs> oh, goodness. You no, know, no, he ain't no real Coleman. If you don't spell it C, you don't spell it my way, C-O-L-E-M-A-N, no, to hell yeah, with you. Yeah, there's no E. No, he ain't no real Coleman. That's Cole, man. I'm a Cole, man. The Yaya guy was the best part of the trailer for me. Really? Well, he's good. Well, okay. Yeah, because he's like Jack. Yeah, exactly. Because he's fucking he, he, he went. He, he goes to this whole movie with with clothes that are too small for him. No, I know. His, Besides his, his, his sexy pants body. are way up above his his, uh, his ankles, and, and his shirts are super tight. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously yeah, he has a nice body, but I just mean like his um just the way he's carrying himself and the way he delivers each emotion. Yeah, he seems way, to go from one to the other. Those, Oh, yeah. Waiting to carry those muscles in the lab. Yeah, right? maybe they, that's yeah, why. Okay. That was something. Mm, Man, that's a, mm, a thing mm, with these actors now, especially the black actors. They all get just super muscle for I'm, every role. I'm every glad, too, because like, sorry, y'all. You know, <laughs> I got to say, it. oh, here we go again. You just got to be talking about how you don't want to hear no social issues. Fuck it. I'm going to break up a social issue. You know, just in the mainstream, it's, it's, it's believe it or not, y'all, uh, except for some of the few people that are allowed to, it wasn't always something where you saw a you know sexy leading black man because they were always True. like again sidekicks and yeah, you know yeah, comedians yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. Well, I looked over there. A snap. Stop drooling on my mic, shit. Wow. <laughs> if, if it's not you, it's Pixie getting all the sheets wet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, Martin. Put y'all songs back in your yeah. mouth. <laughs> shit, that's not a that's not a blanket. That's a that's a that's a napkin for you. Right that's now. a bib. It's cold up in here. Yeah. Well, shit. If you could get drooling all over yourself, <laughs> <laughs> about to electrocute yourself. Over He's kind of cute. No, man. All over movies and TVs is sexy black and Asian men. Yeah, mm, which, which growing up, that was just never a thing. I'm so happy Asian dudes are getting their day, man. Me too, because they, they was always <laughs> shut out. If, uh, uh, Asian yep. dude, they're like, all right, uh, I don't know, you're kind of handsome. Here, put these buck teeth in. Yeah, and, and, he, and, 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 and these glasses. glasses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and do some math while you <laughs> And let us give you a bold <laughs> yeah. haircut. Yeah. The hair always. Hey, hey and, and do my taxes real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Play this violin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. No. No. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Asians. I mean, even more. I even more than black dudes. I'm yeah, so happy yeah. that Asians are being Asian dudes are being able to be sexy now. Yeah. Because y'all did those motherfuckers wrong, wrong boy. for so long. Oh, let's see here. 
see. Uh, yeah, uh, Coleman Domingo, man. Yeah, I think he's really good in this. In hey, he's good in everything. Yeah, he's great in everything. So that's no question, man. There's and, something about that guy when he starts speaking. You cannot listen to anything else. Well, that's because he got that nice jazz voice. <laughs> he does. Yeah, yeah, and just the way he—he's just his his physical presence, captivating. And the way he kind of moves. Yeah, like he just knows everything. He—he's he, this guy has it down. Like like with that that in that that Walking Dead show. The minute he comes on, it's like follow this guy. Yep. No, I never thought that I would. I never thought that I would like this guy as much as I do. But after seeing him in about three things already, mm-hmm. Coleman Domingo's. Uh, yeah, he's one of my favorite guys, and I'm so glad that you're not seeing everything of him in that trailer. There's a lot more to him that you will find out if you see the movie. He plays a big part in the film, and he gets a bigger role, and he's actually pretty brilliant in there. I love the way he even says Candyman. Candyman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's got a certain way of saying it. I, I will say I don't like where things go with him toward the end. I can see that. I can see that. I, I didn't mind it too much, but there's, it's a movie that just... They're not tying all their ends together. Exactly, exactly. And a lot of stronger stuff is in the beginning. It, I, I feel like the more it gets toward the end, the more I can't say where where they're going with it, but it felt a little sloppy. Oh, you know what? Before we even move any further, I got to tell you, while I'm thinking about it, because uh, I just got through thinking about it, because a lot of people don't know Coleman Domingo. He's gay in real life. That got me thinking about the gay character here, Troy. Oh, yeah. Nathan Stewart Jarrett, or Jarrett, Nathan Stewart Jarrett. I, yeah, yeah, all these non, uh, <laughs> well, we, as we talked about the cliche characters before, we cannot leave him out. <laughs> I, but I loved him, man. And yes, he is kind of a cliche, but they balance things out here. He, You know, he's, because for one, he's uh, he's one of those, not only is he gay, but he's one of those gay guys that sh- just shit talks nonstop. Nonstop. Everything out of his mouth is a is some smart ass. He's somebody that if you were at a party with this guy, he'd have everybody laughing, but you would never leave because you knew the second you stepped out of the room, he would talk shit about you. <laughs> and you. And the thing is, he does it with, with all the gay gestures, too. Mm-hmm. Pretty much saying, you ain't shit. Yep. He even talks about Anthony like that. I told you Anthony wasn't shit. I ain't like, got no job. <laughs> <laughs> but they will, they will go in and dig up your fucking credit report and everything yeah. just so they can talk shit about you. They will dig up your files. Yeah. They'll dig up your files more than the FBI so they talk can just talk about shit you about you. In front of your mama <laughs> and, and make her laugh at what they're saying. Speaking of which, he ain't seen his mama in two weeks. He ain't got no job. He's living off you, girl. I don't know what you're doing with that trifling-ass Negro. <laughs> oh, hey, Anthony, how you doing? Come in and get some rosé. <laughs> I would you like a Moscato. <laughs> I do love the character, though. The guy's a British actor, by the Is way. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, I do like him a lot. Uh, you know, I really like how they attempt to come in and tie in the legend. They attempt to come in and tie in the legend of the first Candyman. They, they try to expand on the legend of the first Candyman. Uh as I said, for one, and Martin, I, you know, I, I ain't gonna say nothing. I thought the same thing, but I didn't. I didn't want to say nothing because I was like, yeah, why, why does he, why is he called Candyman? Yeah, you know, and uh, in this one, he actually hands out candy. Because before, I was like you. I was like, I, I did kind of wonder why they called him Candyman. And then I looked it up, and I, they said, well, you know, because of the honey. And I'm like, well, that ain't really fucking candy, that, is it? No, I, I thought that, too. You know what? Something that you and Chris Herman didn't tell me, but there were Candyman sequels. 
I yeah, had, there's two I, of them. Yeah, I had no idea. So the, today I watched the second one, though, it's the, the Flesh of the Candyman or something. Yeah. Um, but they kind of, they, they really do reenact his actual origin. Like, well, I never had a character had his origin retold so much. Even Batman and Spider-Man be like, God damn. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they, they act it all out. And they, they have that scene where they where saw they, his they pour, hand off. They saw, yeah, the whole thing. Having him down, sawing his hand off, all the people around him, and then pouring a the honey on him. And they're going like, Candyman. Yeah, Candyman. <laughs> Candyman. Was it not one person's like, no. What, where's, no. What, what does candy have to do with this? No. I, don't, I, don't, I don't see no candy. Get no. your ass down there. Yeah. Just the fact that they covered him and, and they took the time to put honey on him made them just go like, yeah. candy. Why didn't they say yeah. honey, man? <laughs> like, hello. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Well, yeah, there ain't, ain't no candy, man. You know, Sweet Dick Willie would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, 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 black bee dude. <laughs> Sweet Dick Willie coming in theaters November. <laughs> Take your kids. <laughs> well, it's not a kids movie. Is that? <laughs> no, the kids went to see the legend, Nigga yeah. Charlie. <laughs> Just a big honey covered dick coming out and getting kids. <laughs> no! <laughs> Maybe because back in the day, people would give them honey sticks as candy. I mean, Maybe I, so. I mean, I, I wondered if that, you know, it's like you go like, well, then back in the old days, honey was their candy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Starburst, so. man. No, it was not. They had fucking candy canes. I know. Goddamn, Charles Dickens had candy. I know. Shit. I know. I know that one dude want to ask, you know, where's, I don't see no fucking candy, but it would have hung his ass, too. Oh, you want to defend his ass? No, I know. I was I know. Wait a minute. I was, I was in the back. I couldn't see. No, yeah. Get candy, man. No, it's too late for that shit. Um, I think it's it. what they do is, is that they explain how his spirit carries on through time and through history. Uh and I like the way they do that, man. I do too. I thought it was cool the way they 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 say that. You know, they try. I won't say too much, but they do try to address even more that. You know, I, in a way, Candyman, Candyman is actually our one of our first uh, social justice warrior heroes. <laughs> True. You know, he's the one that he's he's our first like black Avenger in a way. Yeah, yeah, and they 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 do kind of stress that more with this movie than they did in the 1992 movie. Yeah, man. The only thing that I, that that is weird about it is that, like I said, they don't tie up they don't tie up a lot of things. So some of these connections don't work. Uh, some of these things are just some of these things are just uh, they're just too much of a coincidence. You know, yeah. like like the origin of Candyman when they when they uh, when they explain it. How long I was out here looking for Candyman? You had oh, that voice, Candyman. <laughs> I say she found him. What's Candyman? <laughs> for me, Candyman was a guy named Sherman Fields who wore a pimp coat and had a hook for a hand just like him before he even knew who the hell Candyman was. Right, right. It was like, all right, wait a minute. I mean, unless Candyman already had his eyes on him and saying, you know, I like your style. <laughs> you know what I mean? That guy gets it. He's, I'm going to be him next. <laughs> There's a good future ahead of you, my man. Yeah, they never explain how that really ties in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Um, and this is... I will tell you that this is a direct sequel to the first one. As I, I have, a, I've, I've mentioned this a couple of times. You know, you already saw in the commercial, uh, the trailer right here. Maybe, uh, maybe you didn't know who this was, but that's Vanessa Williams from the first movie. Um, that's all I'll say. So th she is a direct tie to the first film. She may have been my favorite character in the whole movie. I thought she was very good. 
And I don't know how old she is, but she yeah, I know. beautiful. Exactly. I was like, how young was she in that first movie? Cause yeah. Because she, she came on, and I didn't. I was like, oh, this must be the sister. Or, yeah, yeah. Or, I won't say so much, but I'll just say, yeah, man. I don't know how, I don't know how old she is, but Vanessa Williams is gorgeous. But, you know, this is... Uh, this is this is tied into the to the first movie. So I think they make so many references. They, in fact, they do a whole. Now, what is cool is if you have seen Candyman recently or if you're a fan and you know it very well, one of the cool things they do is that they show how the the the, the legend of Candyman has changed over time by people just retelling it mm-hmm. and it's the you know a lot of people don't remember it the same. That's they haven't just recently watched the Candyman and with the way they tell it differently. Yeah. Made me wonder if, if people there'll be a lot of people who who'll just go in thinking the way they tell it now. It's like, oh yeah, that's how I remember it being. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Mm, no. No. No, well, you know, like I said, I don't even remember the first movie from thirty years ago. I had to watch it again. But it's real cool how they show how the you know, just urban legends get changed over time. And they did a big thing with that here. Now I'm saying that because it might help if you go and watch the old Candyman again just to brush up on it if you don't remember a whole lot because they reference it a lot. A lot. There's so many callbacks and connections to the original movie that I could see if you don't remember anything about it, you can be a little lost. And, you know, if you don't watch it before, then you'll definitely want to go and try to catch up with it and watch it afterwards to, to figure out some things. Uh I will say also that, uh, you know, this is a horror movie, and it takes a long time to get to the horror there. Like I said, they spend a lot of time on the art and the art world before they really get into Candyman, which they drop every now and then with a lot of, again, explaining and exposition. But once they do get to Candyman, I think it's actually, the the kills here are brilliant, man. Because can they in here they they establish that Candyman, he lives in a mirror world, and we don't see him in real life slicing up people. You know what we do see are people who they look like they're being attacked by the Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. While the, in some parts either you see it or you infer that Candyman's just making the gestures in his in the reflection or mirror somewhere. I actually thought that even though it's not consistent with how it's done. Especially after he goes in and kills people invisibly, and then like he kills people invisibly, and then he will show up right, right after, and it's like, well, yeah, you could have well, just yeah, been here and done it. Exactly. Yeah, but it didn't look as cool, <laughs> <laughs> and it still looked cool. I mean, it is a, it is a creative way to go in and show the kills and the gore in a horror movie without just emphasizing the gore. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was one scene where they showed somebody, and again, this goes to the creative direction of Dean Acosta. Man, they show a kill from afar. And you just see somebody just being ragdolled in the, in midair. And I like the way that they did try to concentrate on making, you know, artistry, making a film more than like, let's just show a bunch of blood. Not that you don't see blood in here. I mean, there's a lot of glorious open wounds just spewing blood out. Sure. It's very Candyman-like. Yeah, it is. Sometimes that gets a little crazy. Because sometimes they're just, like, there's, there's a scene where you see somebody's little feet pick up and it's just like a... Somebody, it's like somebody just poured a bucket of Kool-Aid down. <laughs> right. Like it's just a Kool-Aid fountain. Uh-huh. It's like yeah, and, like somebody knocked the pitcher over. <laughs> and you know, you look at Tell you look, playing in the house. <laughs> you look at how that the person that they killed is like that that body did not hold that much blood in there. 
So, you know, sometimes it's, uh, again, they do do things just for the gore, but it's a little more creative than what I thought it would be looking at it. Even when they do emphasize the big, open, gaping wounds. And there are a couple of scenes of that right there. Um, anyway, anything you want to add to that, man? Uh, well, I, I might just say, like, I felt like this, you know, as horror movies go, it's a good movie. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, prestige horror, as they're they calling it now. When you get these art directors who put a lot more money and care into them, yeah, like, a, yeah. like, a, like a craft, like craft beer, craft <laughs> horror. Um, and I think it, there there are moments when it's very good, but I think it, it falls short of the greatness that it had all the potential for. Uh, it, there's, there's, it, for all the cool things in it, especially a lot of, like we talked about, the, the compositions and all, uh, there are just story beats or just elements to it that aren't cohesive now you talk about the the loose ends that don't get tied up yeah. or the the changes in tone that are questionable or just the way i mean one thing I, I feel like the original movie had over this is that with those deaths they were being investigated there was like an aftermath of that and a lot of times people here die and it's almost like it's kind of forgotten like nobody really cares that was something with me there's a uh, there are scenes where they report that yes something Something happened, but it's the ones that are closest to the characters. They follow, they, they, something I'm not consistent with is that they, they have characters that just walk away from the story, yeah. <laughs> and we walk with them, and it's almost like, while we're following them, it's like, wait a minute, you missed the movie still over here. <laughs> while we go, wait a minute, <laughs> hold on, we'll be right with, hold on. <laughs> hey, y'all, we'll be right back. <laughs> we follow them for some reason, and then we'll follow this character, and they'll, there's a massacre in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it barely gets touched on. And that's the one that should have got the most attention. Right, right. Yeah, stuff that's public. Like, sure, it's on television. But you like, okay, there were people around. Do the cops just, like, they show up, they photograph it, and they go like, eh, we we, we don't care about these people. And and, and it's just weird because there should be that that sense of, like, hey, man, something's going to come. That's another force that should be working against the people in here. Uh, some, Some great effects that happen. And uh, and you're right. The the kills, a lot of the kills are inventive. Uh, although I just found myself not having a real like feeling for I don't know I mean, any of the victims or stuff. I felt like I should have been more emotionally involved. And I and I felt yeah. like it, it kept it kept keeping me at arm's length. It, like it, it wouldn't settle and let me get into it. Like even in the beginning, uh, you know, uh, what's his name is an artist, but I don't really see him creating other than when he's going nuts. And I was like, it would have been so good to really see him get into it. Or just him treating the being a artist, an artist as something real as opposed to like, well, this Plastic. is what people think of artists. It's like, like yeah. in a movie, in a black movie, when they have somebody uh, in business and they're like, well, I'm going to make partner next week. And you're like, nah, yeah, that's not really yeah, how this exactly. shit works. And a lot of this is like, eh, it, this could have been tighter. But, I, you know, like I said, it's entertaining. I think for a lot of people, it's going to do what they want. Yeah. And, <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, and the other thing is like, and it's something we brought up early. Uh, it kind of does something that an- annoys me with Spike Lee, which is like, man, I am all behind the things you want to bring up. But you say you're going to talk about this. And now that I sat down to talk about this, you bringing up this shit and bringing up this and bringing up this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> if we could just focus on one or two things, everybody can come out of this happy. Sit your ass down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, I'll get educated and learn and be entertained, and you'll be happy you taught me something. Man, Martin, you mean you weren't emotional from watching him? Uh-huh. 
<laughs> you mean you didn't, you didn't that didn't make you feel something right there? Shit, my like that was me trying to keep up with this shit. The fuck y'all going? It's, so it's weird. The movie's only an hour and a half, but it feels longer. Yeah, well, I, you know what? It didn't. It didn't to me. And I'll tell you, I you're right. For a lot of characters. I didn't feel anything for it, really. I didn't. like Because most of the people that are, that are dying, they're either people that we didn't have no connection with. Mm. Like I said, there's a scene where we leave. You'll know the character when we go because they you'll forget about the character. Now, the characters in the trailer, you probably thought it had something bigger to do with the movie. It does not. It's just to show... It's just to show Candyman coming in and killing more people. It's a. It's almost like in a scene just to have excuses to show more blood. Right, because you're like, what do they have to do with any of this? This we following this person like they really been made some impact on this story. They didn't do a goddamn thing. Mm -hmm. Didn't do nothing. It's gonna walk in and hijack this fucking film. <laughs> Unless that's another example of white appropriation. <laughs> a white character come in and just sidetracks the movie, just takes the movie with them. <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't have nothing else to do with it. But the only, you know, the, I did feel bad for Anthony. Man, you know, Yaya. Yaya's character. Yaya man, right. I did feel bad for him because that brother, <clears throat> man, for one, his just because of his arm, his hand in this movie, yeah. his hand starts looking like a like a fried turkey leg, man. <laughs> well, I was like, now, now you know you should go to the doctor by that point. Yeah, you know this this brother's falling apart. Even there's even people sitting there. Now this 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 did get to me. I would tell you, now, you know Chris Herman. If he was, he'd be talking about oh the body horror. I know. Chris Herman love that body. He Chris does. Herman gonna start doing this shit to himself one day. <laughs> he gonna start peeling his skin back. He gonna be a black man underneath. <laughs> 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 <Put it back. laughs> yeah. There is, but this this movie, man. Now you want to talk about some horror. Yeah, they have the horror that exists, you know, externally out there with the Candyman. But you know, watching Anthony fall apart, his whole his whole arm turns into a scab. Yeah, and that fool just picks at it throughout the movie, and it just yeah. made my ugh. I made, honestly, I yelled out, "Stop, stop it!" Yeah. <laughs> it made my flesh crawl, man. It, uh, you know, the sounds with it too. Let me turn this so you can hear it. It 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 really is like peeling skin, like the chicken crust off chicken, man. <laughs> Like fried chicken crust off the chicken. Oh my god! Anthony, crispy, yeah, yeah. crunchy, <laughs> Chris Hermony, good. <laughs> it's got that crunch. Cause it's it got that crunch. Chris would eat his own. <laughs> it's got that crunch. Black people are tasty. You know his whole that just the beginning. His whole arm just turns into one big Half long scab. Y'all ever see those? Uh, you ever been to a Euro place and see that slab? Oh of yeah, yeah, the big slab of Euro. <laughs> the big slab of Euro. His arm starts to look like that, except a little more scabby. Ooh boy, that shit was effective, man. And I felt so bad for him because he was just—it's like watching the fly. Yeah. That made me feel for him terribly, man. Uh, there's even parts with this woman trying to eat at a table. She looks at it like she's like, "Hey, do you remember?" <laughs> This Asian woman was trying to eat. She's like, can you stop doing that shit? Lost my appetite. Uh, <clears throat> you know, as much as I love the direction in this, and I'm kind of maybe not maybe not in the same lane, but I'm, I'm, I'm right there along the same road with you, man. Uh, as much as I like the direction in this, I have to say I don't think that it's for everyone. I really do think that this feels very indie, almost art house. And I, you know, and I spent so much. I have to say that it was like that for me so much that I had to actually separate myself from certain things for a while, for certain thoughts, because I was so worried about how this was going to play for the mainstream. Mm -hmm. 
And I was so worried about how this was going to play for the black demographic that I had to sit back and say, all right, stop worrying about how it's going to play yeah. for them and start concentrating how you, you like it. But that said, I still have to say that this is one of those movies. Damn, you see that arm right there? Ugh, I'm, oh, yeah. Damn. Yucky. Yeah, I ain't going to be eating no euros for a while. <laughs> but this, this is uh, – this is something where I don't know how this is going to play for the the mainstream. Like I said, it's go, it's going to it's going to spend so much time taking uh, taking its time, which I didn't mind so much, but it it definitely is not a mainstream film for a lot of it. Eventually, when they start kicking off Candyman and Candyman starts doing his thing, then yeah, we the horror really starts kicking in and becomes the movie that I think people want. But you're going to have to give it time for that, you know. The it, and that's in mostly the art house stuff in the independent film comes from the pacing. And in addition to Velvet Buzzsaw, mm -hmm. you know, it, it reminded me of another art house horror movie out there. Again, just for the pacing of it. Dangerous. You're a dangerous girl. She was right. I am dangerous. That's Neon Demon. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, I remember. No, I, I remember that. <laughs> I wouldn't put it with that. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it's the exact same movie, but I do feel like this Neon Demon, because for a little while, you know, you, you're waiting for the horror to kick in, or you're waiting for them to get to the point with Candyman, and they don't do it. They really are taking their time. And this is another movie where this is, they say it's a horror movie, and this movie really is kind of taking its time to get to what is the horror, too, except they don't pull out horror to the very last minute Not, or something. Yeah, right. that's, that's why I, I, don't, I wouldn't connect them, because, yeah, that, that made me wait until the very end, and by then it's like, it's too late now. Um, yeah, I, and I, I actually I think, I don't know. Yeah, I, you, I remember you, you, I know you liked it better than I did. Yeah, I did, I think... It's been so long as I've seen it now. You tell me. I don't I don't know. I think I like this movie, so this is probably why when it comes to when it comes to this, uh I don't have a problem with the pacing so much. I, I love the character building in this. Uh you know, it's the disconnections. It's the movie feeling disjointed because it's stopping so much to hit you with the social points in there. Uh the story is very uneven, man. Story is very is very uneven. So you know that's that's the thing that's really bugging me with this. I wouldn't mind the pacing so much that everything just ran just a little more smooth. But it feels like what it feels like, man. It feels like for people who like this kind of pacing right here. I'm only saying that it feels like an art house movie because I know black people are gonna see this and y'all gonna be coming out talking about man. This is one of them goddamn Spike Lee joints. <laughs> you know this is man. We say that man. That wasn't no scary ass movie. That's some damn art movie, man. I know people are gonna say this, so I'm just telling you right now what this is. But for those who do like it, it's like it's like riding on a really smooth ride, man. Until you hit a pothole or you hit a bump or a rock. And it just kind of jolts you out the film for a little while. And you just wish that everything could just be smooth driving for the whole way through. But it's not that. Because the, the points where it is riding kind of easy and smooth, it's nice. Uh, and I admire it for what it's doing. It's a very progressive film as far as black cinema goes. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that could be... I'll use the word you use. could lose, use a little more finesse. But anyway, what would you, you know, go ahead and conclude it. And what would you give it? Oh, well, just on top of everything else um, that, that I've said already, uh, as far as that pacing and, and how an audience will uh, feel about it, <clears throat> it's 
it's indie-ish, but I think they bring up Candy. They bring up Candyman early enough in the movie, and you get a sense that something's going to happen. So I didn't feel like it was. I I think I don't think that the audience is going to have that big of a problem with it so much, especially since toward the end, it's it's the Candyman show. It's going to give them everything they want. And you think about I hope so. Horror audiences are, are easy to please. That's why they make them so cheap and don't even put a lot of work into them sometimes. Because like, hey, you get some good kills in there. Horror audiences love it. And even people who like to go see scary movies, a lot of those Jason Blum movies are pretty boring, except for some just some lame jump scares. And if some cool shit happens at the end, that'll be the thing people remember the most. Um, I think it it achieves that. Uh, for, for me, this was just a matinee, and I wish it could be more. I was I was really <clears throat> hoping for higher, but you know, like like with all the flaws we brought up and the things, and it were, and I wasn't just looking for flaws. It was just like like you said, they were. It's a smooth ride, and suddenly there's bumps in the road, and there's enough big enough bumps that I can't just walk away from it and not tell people, hey, don't drive on that part. Yeah, I I'm right there with you. Uh, I might be leaning more toward. I'm not splitting hairs, you know. It's like I might be leaning towards more slightly a, a higher matinee because uh, I, I really do. Near the end of it, I was I was loving the end, mm-hmm. uh, except again for some things that didn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. But but for you know now I was near the end of it, I was like, man, this is this this has been a great build up. This is cool. I love I love where this went. Too bad it couldn't have gone a little tighter. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm right there with the matinee. This uh. This could have this this could have achieved a whole lot better with just a little more. A little bit if they more. had if they had made another pass with the script, mm-hmm. somebody if somebody was there to make notes saying this don't make no fucking sense. Uh, what does it connect to? Don't need this. <laughs> All right, uh, maybe you need an hour and a half movie, but make up something. Or I, I even thought I said I know how they could have tied this character in. Mm-hmm. Could have been very easy. I, I wish I could tell y'all they could have tied that that character that leaves the movie that you're following is like where are we going with this? That could have been tied in with just a a dialogue. Uh, it feels like another a script that needs another pass before filming, or maybe an, a, another editing job. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's it's a, a matinee, leaning high, slightly on a on a on a high matinee. But uh, yeah, if you if you give it time, man, I think I think there is a payoff at the end for people who love the social for, issues, yeah, for people who love horror, and people who love Candyman, and people who love Candyman. And it really does. I would love to see another Candyman because the one thing that they do here that they do do right is that they build enough mythos behind and sure. history behind the Candyman where it's like, man, you did build a way to where, and not in some cheap ass way, it was like, Candyman will be back. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, oh, the, the hook is on the ground, it moves a little bit, you know, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. It sets up something where it's like, man, I want to know more about this history right here. Sure. Yeah, so we'll see, people. We'd love to uh, hear what you think about it when you get around to it. And did anybody go to any Candyman screenings out there? If you did, let us know. Have you seen the movie already? Let us know what you think about it. I know that Skull put up the poll asking us, or asking you, rather, what we gave the movie. I think I saw people say we would give this a, a rental, but the prediction is going right here, right now. The poll just went up. Use your channel points for that. Vote as many times as you like with those channel points, and we'll get... Oh, here it is. And it looks like it's done. What rating will they give Candyman? No, they've already heard us do it now. Well, no, you know what? I think it was done already. <clears throat> okay. Matinee. 75%. Why is Long Duck Dong in the chat from 16 <laughs> Candles? I do not know. Oh, because we're talking about Asian dudes. Oh, yeah. Oh. We're talking about goofy-ass Asian dudes. Oh. 
Long, what is his name? Long Duck Long Tong. Duck Dong. Yeah, no hanky, my panky. See, that's yeah, why I want them to have... Getty Watanabe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why I want oh, them to be sex because that shit... Ah, Wong Duck Dong. <laughs> no more hanky, my panky. The donga needs food. <laughs> Boy, y'all, y'all Asians been patient with that shit for longer long than we would have been. Because <laughs> I've, been, I've been mad for y'all, man. Mm. Uh, did anybody see it? People said, nah, nine. Hell nah. Some, oh, here's one person said... Mr. Yankee Boy, 81, says, <laughs> I loved. That's all he said. I loved. Real Cobra Star, what'd you think of? He said, yeah, I saw it last night. Okay, we got that. What'd you think of? <laughs> My son, boy. Didn't even, ain't gave us a, a ain't gave us a, an opinion yet. Just said, yeah, I saw it. Watch my channel. <laughs> uh, somebody said, watching it tomorrow after work. Oh, let's see here. All right, y'all. I hope you know. I hope some of you see it, so you can tell me what you uh, what you think of it. Somebody said, well, "Nope, I saw a free guy though." Didn't ask you that shit, did we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all are crazy. All right, Mister Yankee Boy says, "I loved. I loved the." Uh, the, the the social commentary at the end, I did too, I really did. Well, here's a speaking of black heart, there goes my head up here. <laughs> ah, Gary Eakin, what would we do without you? Oh, good old Gary Eakin. Gary Eakin's a horror movie in himself. Wow, he's an OG. Oh, uh, all right, people. Cold in here. Wear a shirt. That might have been a good Instead idea. Instead of a, wearing that like a toga right now. I should have brought a shirt. Yeah, you should have brought a shirt. I bet you learn next time, won't you? We don't have any shirts from DT merch. If there'll be a next time. What? Oh, there will be a next time. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Unless will I be. say Candyman five times. <laughs> I just don't understand why movies. Don't. Oh. No. Don't 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 say that. Don't say Candyman. Don't don't don't. Candyman. All right. Wait, but like, how can they rip off? Wasn't there another movie where you say red rum? We were talking about that. No, that's Bloody The Mary. Shining. The Shining that you had uh, little, what was his name? I forgot, little Billy or whatever. He said he was the one that would look at his finger and say red rum, red rum. No, but if you possessed. say it in front of the mirror, was it always Candyman in front of the mirror? It or was, was there something Bloody else? Mary. Bloody Mary. And then Candyman. Red rum is The Shining. Oh. I uh, Danny, <laughs> Danny Torrance. Danny was he was possessed and he would always say red rum red rum because red rum is murder spelled backwards. She's like what? <laughs> <laughs> Mushroom cloud. Uh huh. And the legend is, if we say his name five times while looking in the mirror, we could summon him. Summon the Candyman. Hell no. Candyman. Anthony knows. Candyman. Stop! I don't want to get creeped out in my new apartment before bed. Candy. Black.